Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday, March 13th, 2023. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I sure did. Had some friends over. We nerded it up, gamed it up. It was a good time. Great fellowship. Um, today is episode 194 of Elijah Fire. Very exciting. Very exciting episode. I'm looking forward to today. Um, I really I really jammed with uh, this guest last time he was on. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, if you aren't following us um, at Elijah Fire Podcast, go ahead and follow us. That'll really help us out. Um, you know, we love you guys over there in the podcast arena. All you guys that are representing Elijah Fire in the podcast arena, uh, it's blown up. So we're really excited about that. And we appreciate your guys' love and support and commitment and listening hours. God bless you guys. Um, also, episode 200 is fast approaching. It's Wednesday, March 22nd. So that'll be a week from this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, we've got a fun episode planned. Um, it's going to be hosted by Andrea Hobart. Yay. And she's going to be interviewing me. Yay. So that was not my idea for those who are like conceited. <laughs> it was not my idea. It was my producer's idea, Illumination. And we were like, yeah, that's, sure, let's do it. That, sound, that sounds like it'll be really fun. So we are going to be taking some of your guys' questions. You can ask questions about me. You can ask questions even about Lauren. Um, she won't be there for that episode. But um, throughout the week and starting today, if you guys go to the community tab on YouTube on our Elijah Fire page, um, or you go to our Instagram or our Facebook, you will see it posted there. And in the comments, you could put a question. Um, and like I said, we'll be doing it a couple of times throughout the week. Uh, so if you forget with me saying it now, you'll see it pop up at least once during the week and you can write a question there. Uh, and it can be a serious one. It can be a funny one. doesn't matter. Uh, and they're going to surprise me and I'm going to, they're going to be, I'm going to be blindsided by all these crazy, awesome questions. So it's going to be great. Um, also we had it notified to us, big shout out to Rachel for notifying us that we have an imposter, Elijah fire imposter out there. Um, shame on you person. Um, but, uh, they've been writing people in the comments posed as us and they're like, daughter of God, you are so blessed, blah, blah, blah. We don't talk like that. If we're going to write you like that, we talk like pirates. So, uh, that's how, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we don't, we do not write you guys and ask you to support orphanages and things like that. Anything that we want you to support, we make it very known on the show. Uh, and we put a lot of, you know, like at the outro says elijahfire.com slash donate. Um, we play the water wells videos that have that same web address. We do not write you personally um, and ask you to support uh, orphanages and tell you that you're going to be blessed beyond belief if you support this orphanage. Um, there's a group of people that target, they, they pose as Elijah streams. They've now posing as Elijah fire and they pose as a lot of different prophets and they will, or prophetic voices and they will write people like that. Uh, so don't take the bait. You guys I'll I'll say it a couple of times, uh, throughout the week. Um, because we just don't, we don't, we don't do that. It's bad form. So, um, don't take the bait 
my good people. Okay. Um, I think that's it for uh, announcements. Um, today's guest, for those who don't know, he's a worship pastor for Rise Kingdom Ministries, which is Krista Elisha's ministry. A lot of you guys know Krista Elisha. You love Krista Elisha. Um, and, but he is the worship pastor with his band. Come up here. He's a creative. He's a creative freestyler. I love it. Um, riding that creative wave. Uh, so let's give it up for my guest today, Vinny Harris. <laughs> Yo, how you doing, man? Good. What's up, dude? You know, just, just, just chilling, dude. I chilling. It's Monday. It it feels like a Monday. What you sipping on? I'm sipping in coffee. That's why it feels like a Monday. I am having extra coffee today. So nice. Yeah, having a little extra bean juice today. So gotta have it. Yeah, the bean juice. Um. All right, man. Well, let's let's just jump right in. Um, you went to Asbury, yes. And I'm the thing that I've been loving about what God is doing right now is, you know, it's popping up in different areas. We've been covering something a, a, a revival that's been happening in Pasadena, and I know that that's just going to continue to continue to grow. We're going to hear about more, uh, more of these revivals popping up everywhere. Um, as yeah, progress and what God's doing. But one of the things I love is getting different perspectives on these events um because god's you know obviously he speaks to us all uh in unique ways and we're all getting different bits of revelation um through these so i'm really excited to hear about what your experience was like there you can start from the beginning uh, you can start wherever in the timeline you want to start with this yeah so i actually went twice and it's interesting you say that about revivals popping up other places because it was like, as I was there, I don't know if it was the first or second time, but like some of my friends were leaving to go to other campuses. Wow. Because of revival breaking out in other places. Dude. I think it was, um, oh man, what was it? Another university in Kentucky. They were baptizing people in their lake and, <laughs> and Lee university. People were talking about that going on at the same time. It's just like, what in the world is wow. happening? But, uh. Yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to get there twice. And the first time it was chill. Like I took um I took my kids, my wife, Jackie, and I. We just drove down there on a whim. It was like probably the second or third day that it had been going on. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was pretty early. And so we were still on the fence, like, what? Like, what's what's is this revival? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> and so uh we popped in and um, my brother Philip redeemed and Krista were there. Krista and David were there and, uh, a couple other homies were there. So we sat with them. It was chill. I got there. Philip, he's getting like wrecked. He's like, man, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm just kind of chill. You know? Yeah. Uh, the kids are running around and I'm like trying to keep an eye on it. Yeah. yeah. Just wrangling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, we're sitting up on the top balcony. And I'm just kind of watching going, what's going on. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Um, it seemed like very um, free-flowing. Like, I don't know if they had much structure to it yet. Mm. Like, as far as, far as um, like, who was going to lead worship and that kind of stuff. And a couple of my friends mentioned, they were like, oh, Vinny, you should go, like, lead worship. And 
I was like, ah, and I started praying and I was like gauging like what's going on, you know, and I'm seeing all these young adults um, leading worship. And I'm just like, I feel the Holy Spirit like, no, this is like their thing. Like, this is their movement here with me. Like, give them the space to do that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, and so they're all worshiping. And it, it was so cool because I got brought back to um, when I was uh, about 10 years ago, I was a part of a um, a small revival that broke out in Cincinnati in the young adults community here. It started with like five or six of us. And um, we were just doing a Bible study. And next thing you know, it was a men's Bible study. And we invited women. <laughs> and then it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that turned into, you know, 80 people crammed into my brother-in-law's basement um, every Friday night worshiping and uh, at, at his parents' house, actually. So uh, that was a great time. We ended up multiplying and we had, I think, at least eight different houses that would host these uh, young adults um, worship, Bible wow. study. How long did and- that go for? A number of years, probably wow. six or seven years at nice. least. Yeah. And there's still like some versions of that that kind of trickled out from from when we had uh, officially started it. That was Cincinnati House Group. Um, so anyway, it just being there at Asbury around these young adults in their early 20s and late teens um, really kind of brought me back to that place in my walk with the Lord. And I was just like, man, this is just so cool. Cause I just, I remember just being like, that was so pivotal in my walk with the Lord is being in community like that. And there was a move of God that was happening. You know, the spirit was breaking out in our meetings and um, you saw that there, but there was also this bit of um, just authenticity. We are here for Jesus, no hype, you know, like, this is just, we love, we love Jesus and and we want to follow him. Mm. And um, just seeing that there was really cool. And so actually the first time I went, I felt like um, the way I was to partner with the Holy Spirit being there was to just pray for the young adults. And in fact, um, the guy leading uh, the ministry time that night, he had the, the separate generations uh, pray for one another and so it's so weird because I'm only 30, so I'm not like super, you know, I'm kind of in, in between the mm-hmm. the generations. So I'm like praying for these younger kids and I'm like, this is weird. Am I getting old now? Am I not? Am I a young adult still, Jeff? I don't know. I, no, no, you're not a young adult. Um, <laughs> I feel young, but you're, but it's funny because you're like, you are half, you're halfway between them and me. Which is funny, and Krista, Krista and I are around the, uh, about the same age. Uh, she's, yeah. I think, a, a year older. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's funny that you're like, I feel old, and I'm like, you're halfway between me and those kids. You know? so, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So yeah, I got to pray for some of the those kids, and um, I met some. Uh, I met a local kid. Actually, he's from Oxford, where our ministry is based out of. Yeah. Nice. And. Um, it was funny because my my friend James, who's a part of Come Up Here, he's the drummer. He had been talking um, to this kid and been trying to meet him for months, 
And he was the one person that I ended up talking to out of every kid there at Asbury. No way. Yeah. And so Dude. I, and I prayed for him and he started telling me, he was like, yeah, we have like, I just started doing these young adults meetings at my house. And um, yeah, just all these were just doing worship. And I'm just like, dude, this sounds so similar to what happened when I was your age. So I got to pray for him and impart like everything the Lord did in me through that season. Oh, cool. So that was really cool. So yeah. fast forward to the second time I went to Asbury. Um, this time I rode down with James, who I just mentioned, uh, Philip, and we met some people there. And so um, when I got there, Man, it was just night and day different than my first experience. Like my first my first experience was cool, but like this time was like, what in the heck? Like I, I was kind of freaking out. Um, I got there. First of all, the line had tripled in size from when we had just been there, you know, two days earlier. So we pull up and like, what the heck is going on? We get out and we start walking the lawn in front of the campus and i am running into like first of all i start getting hit with the holy spirit just like okay. feeling like I, I don't know how to explain it just like heaven was invading right and the first time it wasn't quite like that right no not yeah, at all see, it was chill <laughs> but that's that's the like i just really quick i think that's a really important thing to note is is that it's not a one size fits all in terms of how you encounter God. Even if you can encounter God in a specific way, like, Oh God, and I have this thing where he always encounters me whenever I'm under a willow tree. I don't know. I'm just making something up, but, um, but you went in and it was like, obviously you had Philip next to you. Who's like totally getting wrecked, but you weren't. And yep. it's not like, Oh, am I just like in a funk? Am I just, you know, you were just like, okay, we're just going to God, whatever you're going to reveal to me. So it's interesting that you had two totally different experiences going to the same event. Totally different. Honestly, the first time I was there, I was like, this is cool, but like, this isn't any different than any like worship service that I could attend at like another church here in Cincinnati. You know, that those were my thoughts. Um, you know, looking back at that, though, I'm just like, oh man, that is so like amazing that all these young adults are were even you know then that early that all those adults young adults were coming in together to worship like that was just so tight but when i was there the first time that's what i'm thinking i'm just like you know i wasn't like i wasn't getting wrecked yeah per se so the uh the next time that i went though yeah i'm walking around it's funny that you said that about the tree <laughs> because at oh, one yeah. point i had to go and sit under a tree i'll get there though um i'm walking around and we're we're in this super long line going up into the door um some of my friends had got in line and i was walking around the lawn so i was just gonna get in line with them again when they got closer to the door i go back to the line they're still standing there and i just get this check from the holy spirit like no like at this point, it's probably like 6.30, I think. Okay. And um, maybe 7. And I hear Holy Spirit just like, nope, not time to go in. Like, you just need to stay outside. And I felt the fear of the Lord hit me where there was just like this 
seriousness to like listening to Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of shaking me up a bit. And I, I told my friends, I was like, hey, guys, I just don't feel grace to go inside right now. I think maybe maybe God was showing me that because of the young adults that and I'd already been there, you know, so I'm thinking, OK, I need to let other people experience whatever God has for them. So yeah. I stay outside. I start walking around. There's uh there's TV screens outside at this point and people are worshiping. Um, I just start, I start worshiping and man, his presence just starts hitting me harder and harder. And everywhere I would turn, I would run into another person that I knew. Okay. Like so many people that I was not expecting to wow. see were popping out and I was like, what in the heck is happening? And all of a sudden I heard the Lord say like, this is what heaven is going to be like. You're going to, it's like, you're going to turn around the corner and you're going to see people that you're just going to be so excited to see. And, um, man, it felt like the way I was feeling physically, I felt like I was detaching from reality, the reality of like the natural realm of this world. It felt like heaven was like, felt like the veil was just like, Thin. thin yeah, yeah yeah and i was like man it started freaking me out man because it was so intense and so i'm walking around and i start like just the fear of the lord is hitting me harder and harder and um i started feeling like outside of myself like this euphoric like sensation in my body physically where i felt like really nice and excited mm-hmm. and just like so many endorphins were going and um it gave me anxiety at one point because it actually drew me back to a memory of before um before I was a believer and I was in the world when I would experiment with drugs mm-hmm. um it was very similar to an experience with a specific type of drug that I did which is actually a counterfeit to yeah to the heavens, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I started having these thoughts and I was like, is this even okay right now? Yeah. And so (laughs) I went and I sat by a tree and it was such a holy moment. I I didn't feel in the moment, um, like worthy, you know? And I went experiencing all of this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I went and I sat by this tree and I started asking the Lord, I was like, Lord, search me. Mm. Like, just search me, God. Like, whatever is in me that I need to, like, repent from or whatever, like, just pull it out of me, God, because, like, I I need you. And, um, yeah, it was really intense. And then a couple of my friends, including Philip, pulled me up. Actually, James grabbed my hand and he's been kind of like this. Any Anytime we're in worship and it starts getting really intense and the spirit is moving like that. James has always been this guy in my corner where he like he'll, he'll tap me on the shoulder and he'll give me like a little heads up. He's like, be strong. You know, he's always yeah. like telling me like. It's almost like you're an armor bearer a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So he, he's that homie for me. And, um, he, he came up to me at the tree, grabbed my hand. He's like, you got to get up. I was like, all right, cool. So he pulls me over and him and Philip 
and my buddy Dustin start praying for me. And I have this encounter where Jesus um, walked right up to me. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And he came up to me and he held me and he looked at me and he said, Vinny, you're here by my blood. Mm. And all the anxiety that I was feeling from being in that encounter, that heavenly realm that I was in, it melted off of me. And immediately I felt safe. I felt comforted. I felt peace. And it was all by Jesus um, speaking over me. Mm. Wow. So that was that, awesome. Yeah. Well, so I, because I, I've heard this from other people that have had a history of drug abuse, addiction, like before their time with the Lord um, or walking with the Lord. And I'm curious if you've been able to unpack exactly what you were experiencing. Was it just you were experiencing true euphoria, not drug induced euphoria, but true heavenly euphoria. And it was like the enemy was trying to come in and like get you to pull back from that revelation that was coming. I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, the enemy was totally creeping in there. He was um, trying to get me to believe that I was there illegally um, because I, and this is kind of backlash on when I had entered into the spiritual realms illegally through substances in my, when I was in the world. Um, and so he was kind of poking at me as like a familiar spirit, you know, he's yeah poking at me, getting, the, trying to get me to remember back to when those things had happened. And yeah, there was like anxiety was creeping in. Um, yeah. It was a lot of anxiety is what I was kind of experiencing, but it was this balance of like, there shouldn't be anxiety mixed in with this experience that I'm having. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, what it took was that, that encounter. Jesus knew exactly what I needed there. He had to remind me that it was by his blood. It wasn't by, you know, anything that I had done to, to enter in mm. to that. Do you feel like there was like, cause I, I'm, I'm of the mind that I think we're always going through some measure of deliverance. Like as we're becoming sanctified, as we're, uh, do you feel like it was something kind of like that? Maybe it was like a little bit of like low level deliverance of something. It might've been, man. Yeah, It might've been Yeah, because I've had other, I've had a couple other experiences where there has been some very intense um, encounters during worship, uh, actually in Oregon um, at the tent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where I met you at. Yeah. Uh, man, that experience was pretty wild for me. So right before I went out to worship, we went back in prayer and um, I felt this crazy, crazy anxiety hit me, dude. Like the room started spinning. And my wife was also, I found out later that she was also like, had crazy anxiety. And um, I think there was some spiritual stuff that we were like, maybe like some witchcraft or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of goes with the the terror, like the area. Yeah. So, yeah. So that hit me really hard. I think, you know, it's, it's the battle, man. I think that's kind of what we end up in the middle of when, when, when heaven is invading, you know, 
there's there's an there's a battle going on and the battle is won but i think those um in the midst of that i felt the battle in me hmm. you know like the kingdom of at, of heaven at war <laughs> inside of me and so yeah. um yeah what was i saying oh just that yeah i have had kind of a few times where i would get anxiety before we go into really intense encounters and and heavenly realms being open and in in oregon i went up to um philip and uh my brother devin i think you met devin but yeah uh-huh uh, devin o'neill right yeah, uh, yeah so he Poor runs the, yeah. the trail of joy and so i was talking to them i'm like man i'm getting like attacked so hard and they're like Vinny, like they're praying for me like you just got to calm down like heaven is breaking out in this room and in my eyes i'm like what are you talking about dude because i'm stressed out yeah I'm you're like, just bugging yeah yeah but they're like no literally like heaven is breaking out and i was like all right cool i'm gonna like get home and take a nap after this <laughs> <laughs> and so i actually yeah. went i got my family in the car and i ran back in because i forgot my jacket and on my way to get my jacket, this um, elderly gentleman comes up to me and he holds his hand out and he has his hearing aid in his hand. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, I can hear now. And I'm like, yeah. what? Are you serious? Like, so like, obviously the, the heaven was breaking out there. I just like, dude, you know, dude. Yeah, man, I. I think that there's this big lie that Satan does to all of us. And, and, and it's always worded in such a way that, you know, it's like, he knows our vulnerable points. He knows like the, Oh, well, he's Vinny's strong in this area now, but I know he's weak over here. If I can just say the same thing, but word it just so slightly so that he, and the lie is this, you don't belong here, whatever it is, like in God's presence, wow. if you're experiencing God's presence, that's the lie that he says to us. You don't belong here. And <laughs> the truth is, yes, we do. Amen, dude. Because of the blood of Jesus. And that's why like, it's so awesome that encounter you had with Jesus at Asbury, where he's like, you're here because of my blood, you know? Yeah. And like, that's a powerful thing, man. Like, and, and that like, man, like let that, anybody who's listening to this and you're feeling that unworthiness, you belong here you belong in God's presence. You're not too far gone. Like that's the, that's the amazing thing by the, by Jesus and what he did on the cross, like guys, like Romans chapter seven is an absolute nuke to that lie because it's like, it was like sin was in here. The law was out here. And then what Jesus did on the cross, because of his blood, he wrote the law on our hearts. So the law was now it's now inside us and sin is outside of us. Like, Man, if we can get that revelation. Whew. So good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good, man. Yeah. So what happened next after that encounter at Asbury when they were like, your your bros were pulling you back up on your feet, praying for you, you had that encounter? I'm curious. Yeah. So after that, I went and got some chili. Um, there Praise the some, Lord. I yeah. love chili, dude. <laughs> chili and cornbread. Praise yep, the Lord. <laughs> that's what they had. They, there was a ministry at a truck. They had chili going, and I, I was chilling, and got to meet a couple people and I had peace on me now. Like wasn't freaking out. Yeah. Um, and Philip had been saying since we got out of the line, he was like, the Lord's going to open the doors for us at 10 30, 10 30. He's going to open the doors for us. 
And so we're hanging out in the line, like praying, prophesying, like, and because the realm was open, everything that we were, all the ministry, like words of knowledge and everything, they were so spot on, man. Like, it, like crazy levels of prophecy happening out on this line. Wow. And like, what in the world? Like every, like everybody that was like, I got prophesied to, um, it was cool. Um, so sure enough, we're out there. We look up, it's 1030. The line is completely gone at this point. You can just walk right in. We're like, okay, I guess it's time to go in. Mm-hmm. So we go in, we go up to the front, um, chilling, just worshiping. Worship was really, uh, really powerful. There was a few times where I shot up in the spirit into the throne room and I saw the whole, uh, the whole room seated in the heavens singing the way that they were. And there was all the saints and angels like just joined in. It was powerful. It was, it was powerful. Dude. Yeah. Um, so we just chilled and there was so much peace. I, I went down to the altar and prayed and, um, there was a lot of ministry going on in the front. And then finally I felt the Holy spirit say, okay, it's time to go. You need to get up and go now. And I felt this urgency to like, listen, like, again, the fear of the Lord hit me and I'm like, okay. I, so I get James and Philip. I'm like, we got to go. Like Holy spirit just said, go. And I'm thinking like, maybe he just wants me to get home at a decent hour so I can sleep. And, um, <laughs> cause it was two hours away from us. Okay. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. So we jet, we get up, we jet down the aisle. And as I'm walking out the back door, I hear somebody singing this one note in worship. And it was like really chill. It was like a lower harmony, not something that would stick out in a song in a room full of, you know, however many people were there worshiping. Mm-hmm. I hear this one note just like, uh, and I was like, what is that note? Cause there was something about it. And so I turn around and I'm listening to this note in the whole room physically. Usually when I'm having spiritual encounters, um, they are kind of like, I'm seeing them in my mind per se. So I, I turn around I'm seeing in in the spirit, but I turn around and I physically see the room like swirling, right? Like this Uh vortex, like happening in the room. And I'm, I'm watching this happen. I'm like, what the heck? And then I'd look up to the, there was like four corners of the room where there was these individual swirls in the air. And I knew that whoever was singing that note was shifting the whole atmosphere by singing this one note. And I knew that the swirls were angels um, in each corner. I was like, whoa. So I I like started feeling like um, kind of dizzy, like when this was happening, like disoriented a yeah. little bit. Uh-huh. I felt like you ever play Pokemon? Yeah. It's like when you're about to, when you're walking through a field and you like run into a Pokemon, it's like. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> And I was like, I got to find out who's singing this note. So I start like looking around and I walk past a couple people. I'm like, ah, no, it's not them. They're just like so quiet and tucked back. 
Like there's no way it's them. And um, so I walk past and I'm looking around and I realize, oh no, it, it is them. Just this, it was this girl and her mom and, and her son just sitting in the back, right by the exit, right by the door. Um, just humbly in the back, just singing to themselves. And I was like, whoa, like that is powerful. The worship coming out of this girl is intense. And uh, so I was just like, I went up to her. I was like, hey, I, I heard you singing this note. I, I have to pray for you. And she's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I start praying for her. And um, I'm just like thanking the Lord for her gift. And I'm just like, okay, God, whatever you have put in me, like when it comes to worship, just I just release that on her. And her name's Bianca, actually. And immediately in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to invite her to sing at the Women's Summit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, I've only heard this girl sing one note for one, but I know like the anointing that she carries just from this one note that mm -hmm. she, she was singing. Um, but I didn't want to freak her out and just be like, Hey, do you want to come sing at this women's summit? Like yeah. <laughs> I'm a weird guy, total stranger. Come to this thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, you know, where are you from? She's, she's like, Oh, I'm from Ohio. I was like, okay you're like dude okay confirmation yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like dude, i have to connect with you somehow because holy spirit is on this and so um so i did and the next day i was just like whatever this is going to be crazy to just ask this person that i heard sing one note come to this conference and lead worship with us i was like but why not you know like if holy spirit highlighted her like, even if her skill isn't where it needs to be, then, like, God's going to use her however he, he wants to use her in this. And so I did, and she responded and said, you don't understand. This has been, like, an answer to so many prayers. And um, she lived relatively close to where the conference was happening. So Dude. fast forward. Now we're at the, the Women's Summit. Mm-hmm. And she comes to lead worship. She had never done any prophetic or spontaneous worship. And uh, there's probably women from the, the summit in there the are. comments. Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah, but they can attest to this that, dude, she straight killed it, man. Like, super anointed. She wow. jumped right in with come up here and just, like, it felt like I had known her for, she'd been, like, a friend for so many years and she was able to flow with us in the spirit and during worship like she had played with us a hundred times she never sang with us once i'd only heard no one, one note yeah dude and so yeah now she's probably on here actually um yeah i'm checking the comments but yeah and now my wife and her are like super good friends they're fasting together right now Dude. and I got dragged into it <laughs> a 30 day thing. But anyway, that's um, awesome. yeah, it's been, it's been dope, man. And specifically with come up here, God has been really doing that where he's putting people around us that are really new um, to us, but it feels like, you know, family and it feels like I've known them for most of my life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been this really special time. I think this will be one a time where I look back one day and I'm just trying to take it in while it's happening. Oh, but... there she is. Bianca. What up, B? <laughs> He's on YouTube. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, let's talk about the the women's summit. For those who don't know, uh Krista Elisha, she does like the Arise women's summits brings a bunch of just powerhouse women it's it's a it's a woman's summit uh but you know obviously there are some men there helping out and obviously you're there uh leading worship and all that stuff what is that what has it been like and has god shown you any insight specifically into what god is doing with women right now because I've, I've had like harmony on the show we've talked about it uh so i'm just curious from your perspective yeah that's awesome i love harmony she's yeah, great she's, she's She's the real deal. She is. She's awesome, man. Um, so the first time I got asked to do a women's summit was in Tennessee. And I was like, uh, sure, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of weird though, because I'm a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I? <laughs> and uh, but it's I'm not the only guy. Uh David's there with me and yeah. a, a lot of the the um the helpers and volunteers and stuff are some of the husbands and just any of the men that are around. So I get to kick it with them. But the first time that we went to one, uh, all these women in the leadership, probably like 30 women came around my wife and I and prophesied to us for like an hour. Um, And this was before it started. And I probably cried the entire time, man. (laughs) The Lord was just wrecking me from these, just these powerhouse women that love Jesus, dude. And so I've done a few of them now. And this was the third one that we just did. And first, I want to say they make it so easy to like for breakthrough in worship because they just love Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like just in this special way, you know, like they have the revelation of being a bride, of being his bride. like. I feel like as men, it's harder to grasp that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, man, like, the worship is always so good just because these women are so hungry and just on fire for the Lord. And it's always an honor, like, coming together with these women and worshiping. Um, Specifically on this one, too. I knew that women needed to be leading worship as well. And my role with Arise has changed from the first time that I was at a summit until now. The first one, I was just, you know, doing the worship now as the, I oversee the worship. I was able to say, okay, I'm going to organize some different teams to come in. And we had come up here, lead a lot of sets. Um, but we also had some local women, my sister, Megan Wonderly, who is super anointed, just awesome. Um, if y'all should follow her, Megan Wonderly, she led a set. It was just fire. Um, my wife and I got the lead a set. That was amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah, what it's kind of, what I see the Lord doing though, with these women is just setting them straight on fire Mm. like um one of my sisters brie who is like another new person in our life that god has just kind of planted here um 
around us that feels like family, you know, uh, she was at the summit. That was my second time meeting her. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. She got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And every day, the fir- that was the first day of the summit. Every day after that, during the summit, we would go out to eat. And she's 19 years old. And we would, she would be like, <laughs> we would go out to eat and she would be like, hey, can I pray for the food? Can I pray for our meal? I'm like, sure. And she was, so she would stand up and she would start praying over our food right after getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And just this like fiery prayer that she's I'm like, what the heck? Why is why is it getting so swirly? That's some of the language we use. It's getting swirly right now as you're praying over our food. And next thing you know, she just starts like prophesying over the meal and like what it's going to do to us. And then she's prophesying over our servers and all the workers and like just totally lit on fire Mm -hmm. for the Lord after coming to the summit and getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so I imagine um, there's so many testimonies like that. I imagine a lot of women are really getting lit up like that. And a word that the Lord gave Krista about these summits was that as the women began to catch fire that the men kind of like the, the young adults group that I mentioned earlier. That's when, when the women came in is when it blew up and um, we just see like women coming back home to their husbands and to their family and just catching everybody on fire. Yeah. The long-term vision is that we would have men summits and family, uh, family summits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, man, like, because there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, rise of women and women doing all these things. And and what's interesting is a lot of times people, um, I've seen some people that react in their flesh when they hear that. Guys, they react in their flesh when they hear that. And they're like, they start cherry picking verses, you know, and accuse the other person of cherry picking verses, which is very ironic, um, you know, but um, I, I think we have to remember that God's ways are not our ways. And a lot of these men, look, there is a definite in the world, in society, there is a definite target towards men to put them down. There's this thing that Satan does where he says, in order for one person to be elevated, others have to be put down. That's how this works. Mm. And that's actually not how it works in the kingdom. And um, especially with what God is doing. Um, And remember, anything that we see in society is actually a counterfeit to what God is doing. So God's way of it, it, it. I, you know, Harmony, Harmony and I talked about this too, where God is raising up women but it's not to Lord over men. It's yeah. actually calling men. She's like from that place. Come on. They will call men to their rightful place. Their God ordained place. So fathers out there Dude. that applies to you. Husbands that applies to you. Sons of God. If you're not even married right now, that applies to you. So rather than looking at this, treating it like, Oh, here's another worldly thing. And feminism is infiltrated into the church. No, it like, Dude, what, what's happening with those Arise things? Like, I know a lot of these people. I know a lot of these women. Vinny, you do too. That's not what's happening. 
It's not, you know? So I just think that we need to be a little cautious as men um, and really take this before the Lord and, and go, okay, well, God, how do, cause that was my attitude towards this. Some people have criticized me saying you have a lot of women on your show. And I'm like, yeah, I do because God is doing stuff through women right now. It's not only women, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to like, there's no ratio of like, okay, I'm going to, I no, there's too many women. I need to have 60, 40, 60% dudes. 40% <laughs> women. Like, it's not that I just, God's like, Hey, I want you to bring someone on your show. And if it's 20 women in a row. Awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just want what God wants. And I think that's the appropriate posture to take with what God is doing is we want what you want. And, and rather than like, allowing our flesh to get in the way and be like, ah, like that's a little too much estrogen. Let's bring in some testosterone to even this thing out rather than nah, looking dude. at it from that of just going like, God, we want what you want. That's, that's our heart's desire is we want what you want. So that's so good, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. My wife has been obviously a critical part of my walk with the Lord. Like a part of our testimony, I was, super lukewarm in the in the beginning of our marriage and it led me going down some extremely wild worldly paths <laughs> and if it wasn't for my wife and her um consistency and her persistence and in pressing into the kingdom and what the lord had for her it it wouldn't have trickled into our family how it did she actually led me by walking as an example of what it looks like to follow jesus and this specific season Come on. um and for me to see what god was doing in her in order for me to be able to to come back into alignment with god's will for my life come on and yeah. you know like it happened with david and krista too yeah exactly. they're very, yeah. very open about it yeah yeah man like it it it's major dude like god god is on the women right now man yeah he is yeah Yep. And it's not that God is sidelining men, you know, and it's it, it, like everyone has their, it, it, we've all got our moment, you know, and right now I'm just like, I, I really just, I, I don't want to muddy the waters with, you know, and I know you feel the same way. Um, but I'm I think just, it's, what's that? I was just going to say, I'm just in it for whatever God wants. That's right. Man. Yeah. Whatever he's doing it. Just like you said, his heart is my heart, man. Yeah. Well, I think to your experience with what happened with you and your wife and her modeling what it means to follow Jesus um, and getting helping you get your rear in gear, you know, yeah, um, is it, it was sort of like uh, in a way kind of forerunner. It was sort of like you being forerunners in this movement of what's happening right now, you know, wow. and it's like that preparation of that, you know, it gives you a measure of authority to be like, hey, it's going to be okay. Anyone yeah. who takes issue with it, it's going to be okay. You know, um, Well, on that note, my wife and I got to lead worship um, on one of the sets during the morning. And that's exactly what happened. Um, we were able to worship and lead a ministry uh, at the end of our worship set, mm -hmm. specifically based around that. Actually, wow. the Holy Spirit fell on me. And he began to take me back through these times in my marriage where Jackie was leading me. And mm. um, I actually was weeping this whole time, man. The spirit was just on wow. me so, so strong. Um, 
in showing me what he had brought us through. And as he began to remind me, I would speak it out and I was prophesying over the marriages um, from the, the women that were there and over their families from this place of restoration because what God had done in my wife and I. Um, and I actually honored my wife in the midst and, and told the women like, Hey, like all you need to do in this season is go after Jesus. Mm. Like, and and that's what my wife did when I was, you know, at my lowest low, Wow. my, my wife was pursuing the Lord with everything that she had. Mm. And now you look at us now and I, and I was just, you know, proclaiming that prophesying that just so cool yeah i love that man that's such an important message because i know that there's a lot of women listening who are in that place you know whether you're dating someone whether you're engaged to someone whether you're married to someone and you got kids and it's been a while and you feel like your husband's kind of uh out in the weeds a little bit um is is fixing your gaze upon jesus and it's like you know you would talk about shifting atmospheres in your home like what that does to just inviting God's presence into your home uh, in spite of whatever your husband might be getting himself into entertaining um, shifting atmospheres like that, you know? So let that be an encouragement because there's so many testimonies like yours, Vinny, uh, between you and your wife, Jackie, you know, it's like, yeah, man. So awesome. Love it. Yeah. Praise God, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about, you know, we talked, uh, about, uh, with the, in the title it's called, we're taking it to the streets, which, uh, do you know who Michael, ah. do you know who Michael McDonald is? Yeah. <laughs> taking yeah. it to the streets. <laughs> when I saw that, that's immediately what I said. <laughs> Started Dude, that's it. hilarious. Yeah. Anyways. So <laughs> last time we were on, we were talking about midnight oil. Um, uh, but you uh, are now taking it out into the streets. Yeah, man. That's cra- really interesting. I wanted to hear about this. Give people a refresher who didn't see the first one. Just really quick. What is Midnight Oil? And then you can. Midnight uh, Oil is this wacky worship time that I have that me and my friends just started doing. Um, we were just freestyling in my attic and worshiping, just making funny raps about God's goodness and just who he is, and what he's doing. And we were like, man, like we just felt the Lord on it, bro. Like Holy Spirit showed up. We're like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I just had the idea, like, what if we, what if we live stream it? We're like, whatever, put it on. And so we threw the live stream on and Philip was like, man, just put midnight oil. I was like, midnight oil. He was like, yeah, put midnight oil. I'm like, all right. So (laughs) thus midnight oil started. It it began to. Way to go, uh, Philip. Yeah. Yeah. Every week we started doing episodes. Awesome. Okay. So you started taking it onto the streets because for a while it was like at your house, right? Or like in the upper, the upper room. Up here. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. 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 So it's been up here. It's so funny. Before I got on here, I saw Robin Bullock post a word about, and he used the language. He said, taking it to the streets. I actually reposted it, uh, but he was talking about, He's like, there's going to be a, a generation that is going to, it's rebelling against religion and in the church. And that it's like, he's like, it's going to be the people with tattoos and nose piercings. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Don't you have both of those? Yeah. I did. yeah. 
He's like, they're, they're taking it for, to the streets. I was like, what the heck? And that was right before I just came on here, Jeff. Awesome, man. But yeah, um, so I I was hesitant at first. So, okay, this is kind of what happened. We started getting a lot of people up in the attic. And the first thought was, man, we're not going to be able to contain this for much longer. One, I don't have enough headsets because we use in-ears and or these headsets and microphones and stuff. And uh, I was like, one, I don't have the equipment. Two, I don't have the space. Even if I got more equipment, this isn't going to work. Um, no. But we were seeing so much fruit, like multiple people came up here, got baptized in the spirit and um, gave their lives to the Lord. And uh, we've just been seeing transformation happening. And I'm like, man, Lord, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to move this or not um, because of like all the fruit that we're seeing. Like, why would I, why would I switch that up? And during the summit um, after, so during that week, anyway, there was one night where there was a really awesome worship set and everybody was getting ministered to. Um, I mean, there was probably a hundred women on the floor laid out <laughs> and but i was like like okay this is cool like you know i wasn't having a crazy encounter and i left and i remember being in the car kind of thinking that like man i wish i was getting touched how you know everybody else was tonight and i was just kind of praying to the lord and i got home and one of my friends was with me and he said one thing just like he was like, yeah, man, I love going shopping with you. And this is kind of a long backstory, so I won't get into it. But he was able to say like a couple words and God wrecked me like big time. I fell wow. to the ground in my kitchen and I couldn't stand up. I was was weeping uncontrollably, interceding for... um. <sighs> God highlighted all my friends, my lost friends who are still in the world um, that don't know the Lord. And he showed me a piece of his heart for them mm -hmm. because like I have a heart for them, obviously, but like just being realistic up until this point, not enough to like share the gospel with them, how I should be, yeah. you know, pursuing mm -hmm. like, you know, praying for them, interceding for them. Yeah, I think everybody can relate to that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And he, God showed me a piece of his heart for them and it broke me, dude. Like it mm. broke me so bad. And I uh. cried for 20 minutes. I couldn't stand. And I was travailing. Like I felt like I was like birthing something in this moment of intercession for my friends. Like I was like pleading on their behalf for breakthrough. And just weeping man like it, wow. it was it was crazy um and it was after that so 20 minutes of that and finally um, jackie and my friend and my other friend they pick me up to my feet i'm barely standing and uh i knew something changed in me in that mm -hmm. encounter that's the other thing about the glory of the lord his encounters like they're going to transform us. Yeah. And I yeah, felt, absolutely. I felt transformed after that. 
and I didn't know what it was. Um, but I stood up and I knew something was different. And the next time I had thought about midnight oil, I knew that we were supposed to take it to the streets. Wow. And, and I knew it was from the Lord. So it was just a knowing. Yeah. It was just like a knowing. Yeah. But I took that as the, the word of the Lord, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. And I, I approached Philip. I was like, man, I don't know. Like, cause kind of my hang up with it was why would I move this to the streets when we're seeing so much fruit? And he said something really wise to me. He was like, since when has it ever been about the fruit? He's like, we need to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Mm. And I was like, dang, yeah, you're right, man. Like, I'm going to do this despite what the fruit is, you know, like, and so that's what we did. Uh, I was kind of sick up until last Thursday is when we had it. And I actually told you the title of this show <laughs> or not the title of the show, but that we were uh, doing the midnight oil in the streets before we had taken it to the streets. So, um, awesome. Yeah. So I was kind of on faith, like with that one and leading mm -hmm. up to the Thursday that we had planned it, I'd been sick. It was super cold that night. I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, we probably got to get a permit or whatever. And finally the morning of, I was just like, nah, we're going for it. Like, this is, this is important. And I called the city of Oxford and just like mad favor. There was like so much favor in, in getting through who I needed to talk to. They Mom. wrote me a permit in like 10 minutes. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> when you're dealing with the government, it's, uh, you'd be a little, uh, slow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they emailed it to me and sure enough, we needed it. Cause we got stopped by the police. Um, was able to pull the permit and everything. I was like, all right, praise the Lord. And they actually were like, yeah, whenever you need to do this, like just hit us up. And I just mentioned that we were, um, we were just going to do some worship. I didn't mention that we were going to have a big loudspeaker with a bunch of guys rapping and prophesying over people walking by. Um, but they sent me the permit and on it, it said for worship and revival. And I was like, dang, I got a permit for revival. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, Jeez. yeah, so last minute we pulled a, a group of guys together. I, I had this giant speaker and I almost sold it for uh, equipment in the attic. Cause I was like, man, if we're going to have people up here, we need more headphones and I can sell this speaker. I've had it for years. And I heard the Lord say, nope, don't sell that speaker. I, was, I immediately knew what it was for. So we took this big speaker. It's loud, dude. Like I didn't even know it was that loud. Cause I've never used it outside like that. And uh, we put it right in this pavilion in Oxford, and it is a college campus, essentially, and there's bars everywhere, and there's all these young adults just roaming around the streets. So we set the speaker up and threw some beats on and just started praising, man. Dude. Well, man, I have never heard anyone. like Honestly, dude, this is like such a God breathed thing. Cause I, I personally have never heard anyone do anything like that. Like where it's like, I mean, yeah, they'll go out and they'll sing or whatever, but like throwing beats on and spontaneous freestyling, but also prophesying over people. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like, that's a total God idea, dude. Like, yeah, it really was even the prophesying thing. Like 
Yeah. That happened. The first time we did that, we were in a session up in the attic and we're all just hanging out. And um, my buddy Cameron started just kind of praying over my friend Jeff. And it turned into this song. And next thing you know, he's singing and rapping this song over our brother Jeff about what the Lord is speaking over him. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And it was funny. For a while, we would start to, um, we would start to, to rap over the, the viewers on our live streams. And we would prophesy these absurd words over people. And <laughs> a lot of times when I would be like rhyming, I, I like, get into the spirit, you know, and these things that co- they'll come out in rhyme form that I'm not expecting to say at all, especially, be- well, one, I'm freestyling and it's just like flowing out. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friend, Aaron, uh, who also might be on here right now. Um, I said something, Aaron in a McLaren. And it was just like off the wall and something he, the Lord wants to take you to Paris. And so she's from Minnesota and um i saw her at the summit and she was like you don't understand like when you wrap that over me the lord has been telling me about mclarens now for months and <laughs> and i always dude. have this vision of going to paris with the lord i'm like what in the world <laughs> dude and so we're like all right cool so that became a part of the culture in midnight oil was just prophesying over one another and so that's what happened when we took it to the streets naturally um somebody actually had a vision of uh one of the moments that happened before it happened which um essentially this kid came up and he started rapping um just kind of some worldly stuff so there was like a lot of heartbreak and pain and 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 i get it man when i was in the world like when i i've been rapping since i was a young kid and everything I would write about was just my experience. And so it was all drugs and money and women and fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's what you know when you're in the world and you're, you know. Yeah. So he, this pain is coming out in his song. and uh, But he was drawn to us because he did hear us talking about Jesus. And the first thing he had said, he was like, man, I'm a godly man, but I'm just, you know, I'm I'm 20 years old. and you know, for a 20 year old, like I really do try my best to follow the Lord. And, and I could tell he wanted to be a part of what we were doing. He just wanted to be included. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was like, that was my heart from the beginning was like, get in here, dude. Like you are welcome here. You are mm-hmm. doing this. But then we, I had thought about it too. Like if somebody tries to jump on the mic from the streets, like, what do we do? How do we, you know, are we just going to let them like get on the microphone and start dro- dropping a bunch of F-bombs and this and that? And like, because there's there's the, the, the atmosphere as well that you have to keep in mind. Like, yeah. Um, and so I just felt grace. Like, yeah, I didn't give him a microphone, but he was like, man, I got these raps that I wrote. And I was just like, go ahead, dude. Like, he was like, they're pretty worldly. I was like, well, don't, 
it's like don't try to just like say stuff for the sake of saying you know worldly stuff mm-hmm. but he began to release these these sounds and immediately the holy spirit hit me and he was like Vinny, this is how you're going to speak over him and he showed me he's been showing me this scene you know the movie eight mile uh-huh. yeah <laughs> so, so he's been like every time i see midnight oil he shows me like this um these battle raps mm-hmm. right and so essentially that's what happened where he would release this uh the song that was in him which was pain and hurt and and i began to rap back combatively with what god was saying and speaking over him so cool man that's yeah, cool it was dope dude i was like how is this even happening right now and so like anything i would say over him was essentially combating the lies that i heard in his song and i would begin to prophesy him over him from that place dude and he would um so we we were going back and forth and every time he would come back with a, the next song it was brighter and brighter and cleaner until the the last song that he released he was saying and i am a son of god and his whole everything changed within that interaction dude dude i'm telling you i cannot wait cannot wait to see this thing play out like do you guys know when you guys are going to do it again um i would love to like this thursday but i'm not going to it's been uh Krista wants me to take a break because I've been going crazy with the summit and everything. I'm like, all right, I need the rest. Dude. And, and the Lord's telling me the, to rest too. So, um, but uh, after doing it that first time, I kind of have some clarity on what is going to work for the next one that we do. And I heard the Lord saying two by two. And so I want to get teams. I want to get some evangelism teams to come around us in uh, pairs of two. Just like the Lord sent out the disciples. And um, I need women and men to come around this thing and send them out. And he also showed me like on the microphone, like we need to have two people running the raps and two people on the mic or praying or prophesying or whatever they're doing. And then from there, there needs to be teams. And so hopefully I can do that soon um, within the next couple weeks. And I would like to do it regularly. I don't know what is um, really attainable as Mm. far as a regular schedule, but I'm sure we can figure out some kind of schedule for it. So, yeah. So really quick, I feel like I was supposed to share this uh, because you're mentioning Krista wants you to rest. Um, It's something that God has really been speaking to me about a lot lately. And it's interesting because um, one of the guests we have on the show, Joshua Zakoff, who, dude, if you haven't watched this stuff, like you would love him. Like he raps as well. Like he's like, he's legit. Um, Cool. Yeah. He's totally like same, same vibe. Uh, But um, (laughs) he, uh, he was he gave this great illustration. He does like TikTok uh in Instagram reels and does he have the longer hair? Uh I used to be. It's, it's shorter now, but he's got like tats and uh okay. you know, um used to be hardcore into psychedelics and stuff like that. Uh, big like evangelist. He's in he's in um 
Virginia, like he, he should just like find a way to get up to you guys to check out what you're doing. Cause I think he'd really like it. Um, but anyways, he was giving a great illustration. Um, and it kind of went along with what God has been speaking to me lately about rest. Um, sounds like you got a little bit of that yourself going on. Uh, but he had a bunch of these like jars and he's like, one of them was labeled God. There's other ones labeled like bills and family and all this stuff. And, and he's like this jar and he pulls up another jar. It's got water. And he's like, see what we tend to do is we take this, this is our energy. And he's like, we'll pour a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. And then summon to God. And he's like, he's like, but what God wants is he wants you to take all of your energy. He wants you to pour it all into him. Yeah. And then he brings living water. He brings an infinite supply of energy and he supplies the needs of everything else. And see, that's the thing. It really messes, especially with our Western minds of like, compartment it's made, i think especially as guys too like compartmentalize and and uh, you've got this and you got this and then um and that really spoke to me just because it was kind of affirming what god has been speaking to me a lot about right now as well of just like put all your chips in on god you know and allow him to supply the rest um Cause he will, he absolutely will, you know, and I'm That's more good. saying this to like people listening and uh, also just to reminding myself. Well, I know? receive it too. Yeah. I Cause I, I just think it's very, it is very easy to kind of, if we're not careful to switch into like, uh, you know, trying to define our rest by worldly standards. And what I used to do is I would like, I would go like a couple of like, I'd be like, okay, Lauren, we're clearing our schedule. She and I both would be just burnt out. And we're like, okay, we're clearing our schedule. We're not going to do anything all weekend. And we wouldn't do anything all weekend. But it wouldn't, it didn't, it didn't fill us back up. And so we're like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And then a month would go by of us just doing nothing on the weekend, trying to clear our schedule and trying to rest and realizing, dude, it's deeper than that. Dang. And so that's why it's so important to like Chew. give your time to the Lord devote yourself to him because he will supply our needs. And it's like, I don't know, somewhere in the Bible talks about that, you know, but (laughs) for some reason we're just like, hi, I hear you. I hear you author. Uh, but, but, you know, and then we kind of just, you know, inject our own definitions of what that means, but literally it's as simple as that. So I just really feel like I was supposed to share that because I know there's a lot of other people out there. Maybe feel like they've been burning both the candle at both ends um stop just stop and devote your your attention to the lord and he will supply your needs like absolutely 10 out of 10 times so amen yeah come on boom Boom. all right dude (laughs) well i would love for you to pray for the people listening and let's close this out man yeah all right jesus we love you we Mm. honor you hmm we give all our affection and our attention to you. Even people listening to this right now, just, just shift your attention to Jesus. Jesus, you have our hearts. You have our mind, our thoughts. You're holy. You're wonderful. You're so good. You're glorious, Lord. Yeah, we even just lift you and exalt you above every other thing, every other thing weighing on us, God. Everything that ooh, everything that we have to do, yeah, even the, our our schedule and a, an agenda for this evening, God, we just we put it on pause. 
We shift our attention to you, Lord. I just thank you, God. I thank you that you are our our rest, Lord. I thank you that all the things that we want to do, all the encounters and ministry that you have planned for us is is coming out of you that we don't need to plan it, Lord. <sighs> that you're going to plan it for us, Jesus. I thank you that you're you're uh where our our source, Lord. Any power that we operate in in ministry isn't on our own strength, but it's from you, Lord. Yeah, God. So we just refocus and reshift everything, God. I surrender my plans, God. Yeah, Lord. And I feel like, yeah, Jeff, just like as you spoke that, that was just so prophetic over um, what the Lord wants to just kind of impart and download to us tonight. It's just God. I just ask for so much grace and just priority to put you first, Lord. Yes. And we just ask for um, just practical and intentional, strategic um, plans to to be able to get into you first in the in the secret place, Lord, in your Word and your presence. Yeah, God, would you just make it just so easy? For us and and make us hungry enough to do it, God, that we would even be willing to sacrifice other things that um that are stealing that right now, even jobs, Lord. And sleep. Yeah, Lord, that we would be willing to give up sleep to receive your rest. Yeah, God, and I thank you that you are going to, I just see like the the Lord is releasing strategy in the secret place in this season. That as you guys, and as I begin to press into him more, that he is going to give us more strategy to see the kingdom. Well, the kingdom coming in because, well, it's through Jesus that the inner veil is removed and the kingdom does come in. It's only through Jesus. And so, yeah, Lord, we just, yeah, we just press into you, Lord. I thank you for every strategy that you're going to release, for your kingdom to be advanced, for your kingdom to be unveiled. Yeah, and I just release that over everybody in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dude, this is solid. Yes. So good. Dude, thanks for having me, bro. Absolutely, man. How can people follow you? Obviously, you know, for those that are in closer proximity to you and might want to get in on those midnight oil, uh, I don't know what you guys are calling them, midnight oil on the street or whatever. Yes. So midnight oil in the segment on the street. I don't know. I've been throwing this around, but midnight ride. I saw somebody post a prophetic word about Paul Revere. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the one, you know, that warned like the British are coming, uh-huh. and and that was called Midnight Ride. Oh wow, yeah. And so yeah, that's cool. I thought it was cool, but I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. So uh, how can people follow you um, to to see the the 
see that unfold or whatever you know yeah so follow my personal facebook um i'm maxed out on friends but you can follow my page and see everything we're, we're doing i have a vinnie harris music facebook but i don't use it too much yet um in the long run i'll probably use that page so if you want to follow that you can as well but until then uh follow my personal facebook vinnie harris and if you want to keep up to date on any of the worship stuff that we release, follow Come Up Here on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Well, dude, this was uh, this was awesome. So good. I just feel refreshed and it's a great way to start the week. Yeah, man, it is. And I really appreciate you sharing that too about rest because that, yeah, it's just think, a good reminder. I think a lot of people needed that. I, myself included always shifting back into that gear every you know moment by moment uh with the lord of just being renewed and guys what's cool just really quick is a lot of you remember what i said about creativity and the birth of creativity um you know in god's presence but also that there's this invitation from god like meet me in the creativity and as a result, what I've been seeing in this year so far has been these seeds of really cool to God breathed ideas that are so creative and unique. And what's interesting is that I think it was over the weekend. Uh, it was either this weekend or last weekend. Bill Johnson gave a message about that very thing. So this is something that is very much on God's heart is creativity is like, and and so honestly, like right now, that's where God really has my wife and myself of just like being in that place of creativity and, and finding rest and his presence in the midst of those creative times. And it's been mm. so cool. So, um, yeah, very cool. Very exciting. Very exciting times. So, all right, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Monday. Uh, tune in tomorrow. We've got Rebecca Friedlander back and actually on March 17th. Her new film, Celtic Rhythms, is coming out. And so we're going to be talking all about that. It's very, very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, she's. Uh, it's going to be a great time. So that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, ElijahFire.com is how you donate. That keeps this all free at five days a week on as many platforms as we can manage. Um, and then we take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts, which we're digging a new, new water well every single or every three days and transforming communities because of your guys' generosity. So thank you for believing in this ministry, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Rebecca Friedlander. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.